Well, hello world, and welcome to Confluence, the lifestyle where confidence meets influence. I'm your host, Charlie Marcole, and I'm so glad you joined in today. We will talk about so many exciting things, so stay tuned. I'm so happy you're here. Mirror, mirror on the wall. Who is the most confluential of them all? Ah, me? Hey, hey, hey. Welcome back, Confluences, to Confluence the Lifestyle, where confidence meets influence. I am your host, Charlie Marcole, and it is raining its tail off here in Houston, in the third coast. I mean, listen, how these hurricane names are set up this go around, I am starting to feel like I am back online again. Alpha, beta, gamma, delta, epsilon. Well, it depends if you're from the south because, you know, the northern say upsilon, but upsilon, zeta, eta, theta, iota, capital, lambda, mu, nu, xi. Watch a step now. Omicron, pi, rho, sigma, tau, epsilon. Omega. Listen, I am just here. I am virtually educating, virtually learning, virtually doing everything there is to do virtually. I hope all is well in your world and that you are making slides and glides and, you know, whatever you got to do to do to be whatever you need to be. This week's episode I thought I would bring in a good friend of mine to talk about how to get through this virtual thing. It's a lot. It's a lot to take in. It's a lot to process. But just know that your village is here. Your community is here. My guest today really needs no introduction. She's been on the radio show and now she's sharing her knowledge and wisdom with us. Ladies of Confluence. Let's welcome and whoop it up for my friend and educator, Miss April Young. Whoop, 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 whoop. Good morning, sis. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Honey, you got it, honey, you got it. Yes, yes, I'm in this thing. It took a little getting in, but I'm in. <laughs> Listen, long, it don't matter if you come in last, just as long as I get in. That's all that matters. Amen, amen. And amen again, girl. Hmm. I'm in here. I'm in here now. <laughs> and I'm thankful. I'm thankful to be here. Blessed and highly favored. You know, this technology, let me tell you something. I'm over technology right now. I'm all technologyed out. So when I have to just click a link, something as simple as clicking a link, Jesus, I think that'll preach, but I ain't going to do it right now. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like, honestly, let me tell you what I feel like these days. I feel like, and I don't know what this really feel like. I'm just only envisioning. I'm just only, you know, thinking, what could this feel like? Mm. But when you get uh, released from jail and you're on house arrest, 
and you mm. gotta keep your ankle uh, monitor on you at all times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can see that. You, you, I feel that's how I feel about this computer. This is yeah. my new ankle monitor. Yeah, for real, for real. Between my computer and my phone, I'm like, Lord, yeah. I just need a break. From yeah, from technology. That's what I'm saying. Just having to click a link. I said, Well, I'm clicking a link and I just get frazzled. Like because <laughs> I'm just used to it not really responding properly the first time. You gotta, you know, shut down, restart, reboot, uh, click here, call tech support. I, I just I don't know. But, you know, I just click the link, Jesus. Come on, click the link. Mm -hmm. I think that's the sermon topic. Click the link. Click the link, Saints. <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand the struggle is real. And it's we so don't real. get the love. Educators don't get the love during this pandemic. We nope. don't they don't understand how razzled they don't know. we really are. I literally walked in the beauty shop the other day and said, cut it all off. She said, I ain't going to do it. I said, I just need something to be simple in my life. Okay. Right. Right. I don't want to have to curl. I don't want to have to pin. Right. I don't want to have to get a uh, black strip to hold the sides down. Right. Cut this shit off. I don't want to have to wrap it up at night. I just, just want to get up and go. I just want to get up and go. Like, you're right. Like, we just... <laughs> mm -mm. Mm -mm. I don't want to have to plan ahead. I just I, want to oof. get up and walk. And walk. Rise <sighs> up, Lazarus. <laughs> Come on, sermon. Sermon Sunday. Yes. Click the link, rise up and walk. We got a whole sermon right now on this day. Yes. <laughs> Click the link, baby. Click the link. Okay. Woo, but we here. I got tears running down my face. Thank you, Lord, for my dear friend April today. Thank you, Lord, for her and our continued friendship. Okay, because we I think we met on a break. You know, educators are the wildest. But we met on a break and we've been friends ever since. And I thank God for you. Yes, yes. I love you for all that you are. Okay. Mm. Okay, we just gonna get started. I know you well, but tell everybody who you are. Yes, so I am April Young. I am this I am beginning my 14th year in education. Um I am not an educator by by training, or I guess I am an educator by, by being trained. I am not an education educator by education. So I did not go to school to be an educator. I went to school to um, major in journalism. So my background by formal education is really in journalism, public relations, all of that. Um, but looking for a way to be in, more impactful in the world <clears throat> and having a real passion for young people I decided I wanted to do something more and leave that profession. So here I am in education 14 years later and uh, times have surely changed. Okay. Um, 
but it's 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 fun. It's fun. I'm embracing it. I'm 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 doing the best I can. I'm enjoying this journey and um, all that it's bringing into my life. So that's a little bit about me. Uh, I probably oversimplified myself, but for the sake of of the podcast and the and the listening audience, I'm gonna keep it short and simple and just say that that's who I am. Hey. Come on, journalism. You know, yeah. that, I think that's why we mesh well as well because we have the same journey. You know, my first degree, but that's my first love. Um, and then I went back to school to get the degree in education, but it's always going to be communicating. Like, communication opens doors, but in order to be an effective, come on, teacher, yes. educator, yes. administrator, yes. I've done all those roles yes. in education. You mm-hmm. have to know how to communicate have well. To. Hmm. And everybody don't know how to communicate well. See, that's the difference between a great teacher and an eye teacher. Because I done met yeah. some eye ones. Yeah, yeah, they're out there. They're yeah, out, out there. there getting checks. <laughs> and, and enjoying holiday, spring breaks and Christmas vacations and Thanksgiving breaks and, and all the summer breaks and all those breaks we get as educators. They are. And, you know, the thing about it is everybody, everyone has to grow into being that stellar educator and everybody doesn't do it at the same rate. So I don't try to, you know, downplay anybody else's experience or how they are right now, because hopefully that's not how they're always going to be. I hope that at some point, it, I really believe that at some point, all educators do grow into phenomenal, phenomenal educators. Um, otherwise, I think they end up leaving the profession. I really do. If they feel like they can't rise up like like some of the rest of the you know stellar educators, I, I do think that they feel inferior and they end up leaving the, the profession. And that's probably, you know, that's what I that's what I what I think happens. So that's what I know happens. Yeah. Because this is a ministry. Definitely a ministry. I, I keep For that sure. in mind. And like you say, mm-hmm. I want it to be impactful. Like, how can I be impactful, make a change in the world? You mm-hmm. know, I tell people, yeah, I might give giving birth to one child, but I have over thousands in the world. Mm-hmm. And it gives me great joy when I'm at the Walmart or the Walson, the kids that I taught so long ago run up to me and they're like yes. so excited, like, hey, yes. you know, that's how you know you made a difference in that child's life. Right. You right. Know? Um, so but what we're doing right now, this virtual education. See, that's yes. one of my fears. Like, Lord, am I still making an impact through this right. computer screen? Listen, I say, share your screen. I'm going to share my screen. Right. I'm going to share my screen. Please mute your mic. Please right. mute your mic. Yeah. Can you see my screen? Lord, I don't know what's going on. Like you said, that technology yeah. <laughs> has made me feel like I am in the remedial class. Yeah. But I brought you on today so we can have a conversation for the moms and for the other educators that listen that is trying so hard to navigate this whole circumstance. This yeah. is a circumstance. This is deeper than a situation. Yeah. This circumstance. Yeah. So what are some struggles that you've seen since we've started doing virtual learning or remote learning? Excuse me. They want us to stop saying virtual. Okay. Calling it remote. 
remote. Okay. Okay. Remote learning. I, I like uh -huh. that. I can get with that. I can get with that. Um, virtual just feels like a like a a, a uh, video game. So I can I, I like remote. I think that does make it sound more um, less of like less of a vacation. <laughs> uh, but I mean, the struggle has been real on all fronts for all parties. I, I was talking to a colleague the other day and I said, this is not this is not no one is winning. The teachers aren't winning. The students aren't winning. The parents aren't winning. Like administrators aren't winning. Literally no one is winning in this circumstance. You know, so it's easy for, you know, maybe a, a student in, in my district where I am, parents had the option to either choose um, remote learning or face-to-face -face learning. And so it was easy at first for the um, kids that were coming to school face-to-face -to, -face to feel like, oh, we're the students that are at home, you know, they have it better because X, Y, or Z. But soon after school started, and we've only been in school back on campus, the students, this was their first week back this past week. So they had four days on campus and it was quickly understood that no one is winning. The students that are face to face are not winning because they're still tied to their computer screen because their teacher is tied to her computer screen because at the same time that she's teaching them face-to-face, -face, she's also teaching the virtual or I should say remote students. Mm -hmm. So she, they're looking, the they're face-to-face, -face, but they're still looking at a computer screen because that's what she's looking at or he's looking at, whoever the teacher is. So no one is winning in that situation. The teacher is frazzled because she's sitting there trying to learn a brand new platform, you know, and trying to teach a hybrid model, teaching kids, face-to-face -face and um, remotely at the same time without ever having done this before. The parents aren't winning because they're maybe at home uh, trying to facilitate this process for their kid, or they may be at work and can't facilitate this process for their kid. The administrators aren't winning because the teachers aren't winning. So therefore they're having to try to calm down, frazzled and overworked and you know stressed out teachers and kids who are stressed out and, you know, trying to figure out, navigate a new learning uh, platform. So, again, no one is winning. And that's that's what I've seen. Um, the hardest part of this is, is because it feels like, you know, for everybody, it feels like you're in a lose lose situation. And we don't know when this is going to end. There's no end in sight. And so we're all just kind of. Mm -hmm. Praying, you know, I hear so many people talk about, I'll be so glad when 2020 is over. But when 2020 is over, are we guaranteed that 2021 is going to be better? I mean, did, did I miss the memo? Because in that case, I'm, I'm looking forward to 2021 also. But if we're just looking forward to 2021 with a hope, I mean, we don't, there's no guarantee that 2021 is going to be any better than we're experiencing right now. So that's kind of what I've seen. And um, the frustrations that I've seen on all levels of this this remote new learning 2020 school year experience. And listen, remote makes me emote. OK, um, <laughs> that's the truth. Like remote it makes me emote. It Absolutely. makes me emotional. It makes me and I'm I, and I'm naturally an emotional person, but I think about the depth 
of this, right? So some people looking at it surfacely. I'm looking at it uh, in a, it, like, so if this was a pool, I'm on the other end. I'm on the deep end, right? Moms are kind of looking at it on the surfacing. That boy need to be in school or that girl need to be in school or teachers need to do their job. But it's not that we don't want to do our job. I'm thinking about how the schoolhouse is the most biggest walking petri dish there is, right? And for my level, I'm at the elementary level. We're talking about recess. They they took it away. No field trips. They took it away. No assemblies. They took it away. No cafeteria. They took it away. We're talking about people's sanity, right? Like, I can't get a break, no recess, no look. I got to sit with these kids all day. But on top of that, once they leave this building, no telling what they come in contact with. So yeah. it's like, ah. Uh, and then I think about those children who need the schoolhouse. The right. schoolhouse offers air condition for, from a hot home. The schoolhouse offers sanity. The schoolhouse offers safety. The schoolhouse right. offers friendship, connection. Mm -hmm. Warm body, electricity, warning water, a hot meal. When I say I'm on the deep end of yeah. this, looking at it, like yeah. parents, you better back the hell back because it's deeper for a real educator that looks at this in a big picture. I know they say don't look at the big picture because you miss the small things, but this is a big picture situation. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, it, it, they're missing learning, but they're also missing so many other components that makes them a well-rounded student. See, back in the day, we used to get credit on that. Remember, well-rounded yes. used to be on my report card. Absolutely. Yep. And and that's what they're, they're missing, that connection. The PE, the music, the art, the everything that the, the outlets that allow them to be the creative soul that God wants them to be. You yeah. understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And it's not to mention, they can't even go to church right now because the churches are closing. You know, for us, we, you and I have already talked about the instrumental role that church played in, in shaping and molding us to who we are. You know, those church plays and those Easter speeches and all these kind of, you know, Wednesday night Bible study, choir rehearsal, BTU rally, you know, all the things. And so all of that is not even in the equation right now. So basically what these kids have is their technology, you know? So they're watching TikTok, they're playing on their Xbox or PS, whatever number they are now. And, you know, that's, that's their outlet. They're not going outside. They're not, you know, again, able to really interact with the church. And so it's, it, I, I really feel that the, the impacts of this time are going to, they're going to extend for, I feel like a whole nother generation, you know. Um, oh, the after effects of this is going to last well on too, because we already are dealing with, I'm going to say different children, right? Like, yeah. so you and I both are in the school system. Children are not what they used to be when we were little. Mm -hmm. We were interactive. We wanted to interact. We wanted to have, like I said, that power of connection. Well, school makes them have that power of connection, mm -hmm. right? You know, you have to do group projects. You have to learn how to work together. You are not an island, baby. You are not self-made. School helps shape that perspective. Now, mm -hmm. we're like a million little islands all over the world. Yeah. trying to figure this thing out and it's been I'm going to say snatched because I was at work one day and then the next it was like you ain't coming 
Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. You ain't coming the day after that. Okay. Well, we looked at it. You're not coming for the next two weeks. Mm -hmm. All right. Uh, two weeks went for another two. Then the district just said another month. And then they said for the rest of the school year. Mm -hmm. So, and, and, and the thing is, I know parents are frustrated. So let's talk about the parents for a moment. What is some advice you can give a mom or a father, a guardian? We got grandmas now in the mix. We got aunties and uncles because mama's got to go back to work, right? So now it's really, we're really learning to depend on that African proverb. It takes a village. Mm -hmm. People having to call their village. Come out, come out wherever you are. Mm -hmm. So what is some advice you can give people in the village trying to navigate this remote learning process? Um, I mean, I really think, I really think the number one thing is to have a plan, have a plan and then work your plan, you know, because I feel like when you plan that helps to relieve stress for, for the adult and, and as well as the children, you know, they know what to expect. That's one of the first things we learn in what I call teacher school, um, you know, is to have, have a system in place you know, and be consistent about, you know, make your expectations clear and then be consistent with following through with making sure kids are doing what you expect them to do and then following through with consequences when they're falling short of what, you know, the expectation is. So have a plan um, that's maybe a daily schedule, have your kids prioritize, create some goals, you know, something, something visual that they can see and um, some tasks that they need to achieve each day not just for school, but also for home, because it, this, you know, this needs to be, uh, this needs to, there needs to be some kind of balance here. It can't just be school. So because they're, or it can't just be home because they're in their home, you know, it just still feels like home. So creating some kind of space that is, okay, this is where you do your schoolwork. Okay. And then when you're in this space, that means that it's school time. You're focusing on things related to school. When you come out of this space, then it's home, you know, and you're doing things that relate to um, improving our home or helping out around the home. So I think, again, having a plan, creating structure, expectations, and then the most important part is really just following through. Once you've set the plan and the goals, the vision, and you've made it plain, then you need to make sure you're following through with any kind of um consequences that may come about because students are not really, you know, um, abiding by the, the, the plan that you've set forth. So really reinforcing those boundaries and incentives. I mean, sometimes you do have to incentivize your students, your kids, um, yeah. put some incentives in place for them. And, you know, largely they are incentivized by um, having time on their computer or having time on their technology, whether that's a game or whatever, that's a big incentive for a lot of them. For smaller kids, maybe it's candy or, you know, watching their favorite show. I'm, I'm in high school. I forgot to say that during my inter, uh, introduction. So for me, it's a little bit different, but you know, you know your kid better than anyone else. So you know what will incentivize them. And then sometimes again, it's gonna be important for a consequence to happen because they're not following through and, um, that's 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 what I would say. As you're navigating this, just make sure that you are um, clear 
and that you and your student are on the same page about what the expectations are and help them understand you're at home, but this is not a vacation. Uh, we are back. We are very much back in school mode. And just because, you know, again, speaking from the high school perspective, just because you're at home and you're learning remotely doesn't mean that SAT or ACT is not going to happen and that colleges are going to, you know, automatically assume that, you know, you weren't able to take the SAT or ACT or they're going to automatically cut you some slack. No, your GPA is still calculating. Your uh, transcript is just is still being being written and tabulated and all the things are still happening, you know, so it is important that you don't That's good. That's allow good. your students to slack off and, and look at this as a vacation because they're learning remotely. That's good, because see, we're looking at right now, but still you got a future ahead of you that you have to still plan for. That's good, sis. That's good. So what advice would you give an educator trying to figure this thing out? Oh, my, my, my heart goes out to the classroom teachers, you know, right now it is so hard. Um, it, it really is. It's a lot. It's a lot of new things. I think probably my number one <laughs> thing, or it may not be the number one, but one of the things that just comes to mind right now, I know there's this big, I'm, I, I, I'm a lot on Twitter more often now. It's kind of like my professional learning network that I use and I go on there and see, you know, I learn a lot professionally through Twitter. And so I've been seeing a lot of teachers, you know, there's this new Bitmoji craze. And so all the teachers are doing these Bitmoji classrooms. And I mean, they look nice. They are uh, just really decking these classrooms out and they look so nice and cute and all of that. Um, and I think for teachers, because so many things are new, you know, you're learning a new learning management platform in many cases, whether it's Schoology or Canvas or um, some schools are still sticking with Google Classroom, but they're still learning new, new. How was this Teams. Yeah, teams learning the new capabilities of these platforms and different things like that. So there's so much to learn. It can be very overwhelming if you're also trying to look at what other people are doing, these Bitmoji classrooms, and you feel like, oh, I got to do that too. So you're trying to learn this plus trying to implement that. It's too much. So my advice would be don't feel pressured um, by these social media posts and um, mm -hmm. things that other teachers are doing. You know, just try to do you, do what works best for you. Um, I think it's so important to have for teachers to have work life balance. Um, I remember the other it was it was the week before school started and I had to run out to the store and I it, it was on a it was on a Friday after work, but it was kind of late. It was like maybe 830 at night and I passed by my school. And when I tell you that parking lot was full of cars, teachers were still there. That mm -hmm. bothered me because we went back to school three weeks before the kids came back. And the fact that teachers were still in that building at 830, almost nine o'clock at night, I was like, wow. I mean, it's beautiful to be dedicated and to be, you know, um, committed and you want the very best for your students. But it's also so important to have work life balance. Because I can promise you, you can every day I leave work with a list of things 
that need to happen the next day. And I'm lucky if the next day I cross three things off of that list. It, it never ends. And in fact, I'm always adding on to that list. So work-life balance to me is so important. Um, we as educators have to have to do it because stress will make you sick. While we're all worried about coronavirus and you know taking steps to protect ourselves from that, and the petri dish, as you mentioned before, that the that public schools is like it is that. And, and you know, we have our mask, we have our shields, we have our plexiglass, you know, or whatever in our classrooms. But really that stress from comparing yourself to the teacher next door or the teacher on the Internet or from staying up too late, stressing out about, you know, um, crossing things off your list or having to have everything perfect or the stress from trying to learn a new learning management platform. All of that, that stress will weigh you down and stress will make you sick and can ultimately kill you. So that's why it is so important. Break your immune system down. It will. It will. We have to have that work-life balance. So that's my tip. That's my tip for the teachers. (laughs) So how's work-life balance going for you, girl? Girl, honey, uh, y'all ain't gonna worry me <laughs> <laughs> because we met when we were in our 30s, you and I did. But yes. life has shifted since I turned 40. Yes, yes and listen, you can't worry me, I don't uh-uh. even have the mental capacity that uh-uh. adds you to the workload. Okay, so I literally say I take the best of it, leave the rest of it. That's That's men, that's platforms, that's these (laughs) students, that's whatever. Because for me, I got to cut it off. And I'm glad you said work-life balance because stress adds also cortisone around the middle of your belly. And you looking like you got a whole (laughs) inner tube around you. And honey, uh, COVID ain't going to last forever. I go for me a good old walk every day, at least 30 minutes. And this week, I'm going to try to up it from 30 to 40, you know, and just, you know, do intervals between my bike and my walking. Because I, you not, when I tell you last week, my head hurt so damn bad. Mm -mm. I said, it got to be a better way. Mm -hmm. It got to be a better way to the better way. Yeah. And it was because I let all of that consume me so I know if I'm struggling I know other parents are struggling and like I said I've done all three roles I've done them all in the schoolhouse okay Mm -hmm. I've been a student I've been a teacher and I have been an admin and I'm back to a teacher I don't care about it because my sanity that's right because see I was once one of those people that you passed by the school and my son is sitting at home by himself Yes. In the third, fourth grade, and I'm still at the schoolhouse. Mm-hmm. Guilty me. I feel bad now about it. I felt bad then. But how can I give more to these kids than I'm giving to my own at home? Right. And that's what we got to remember that home still matters. Yes. Black homes matter. Black lives matter. Black beauticians matter. Black bar. Everything black matters to me. Yeah, okay. Including yes. black sons. Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly black sons and here I was giving more to other people's sons than I was giving my own mm-hmm. and that's why I search feverishly oh, come on Adverb okay come on come on Adverb <laughs> for 
the balance. So thank you for sharing that tidbit. Yes. So what's one valuable lesson that April has learned from all of this? One valuable lesson, like I have learned a lesson. And I'm going to take this, even when COVID is done, the masks are gone. Mm-hmm. But this is a valuable lesson. You know, the the valuable lesson I think I can say I've learned and maybe I should say re it was reinforced because, you know, I already knew it. But but this really just like reinforced this whole COVID thing, reinforced the lesson that you really have to live every day like it is your last. Because when I th- I just go think back to March when, you know, we were out for spring break and then we suddenly were, you know, before I left school for spring break, I had all these plans and things that I planned to do with my students and, you know, okay, I'll see you when we get back and we get back, we're going to do this and whatever. And though that day never, ever came, we never went back after spring break. Um, And this is something that I want students to know because they, we all have a tendency to put things off and say, oh, I'll do it later. Oh, you know, I'll do it next. I'll do it next week. I'll do it tomorrow, whatever. And students especially are notorious for, oh, you know, especially I see it in high school with these tests. You know, they don't take certain tests seriously because they feel, oh, I have another chance to retake it. So it's no big deal. I saw that so much um, with my upperclassmen, you know, as it relates to SATs and ACTs, we, our district will give all juniors and the ACT for free. Basically the school district pays for it. Well, many students decide, oh, I don't, you know, I'll just take that one. I won't prep for it. I won't do anything, you know, um, related to, I'm just going to go in and take it cold turkey. I'm not really that worried about it. Well, the, that they took that test like that with no prep, no, didn't care. And who would have known that they would never get another chance to take another test? They never got another chance to take the SAT or ACT because all of that shut down. Mm. So now they were stressed out. Well, what am I going to use to apply for college? And what am I? Well, you know, unfortunately, I don't have an answer to that question, you know, and that's why it's so important that every day you have to act practice like you're going to perform. That's just the bottom line. You cannot assume, oh, I'll do this later. Or I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do better next time when you have it within you to do right and do better the first time. So I'm learning that too, because like I said, all of the things that I had planned to do when we got back from spring break, not one of them happened because we were shut down. So this has really reinforced that whole concept of every, and then we're not even going to talk about all the trips that I had planned to take. Okay. All the trips. Okay. We're not going to do it. We're not going to do it, but you know, you just have to make sure that you are living your best life every single day and being your best self every single day, because tomorrow is not promised and tomorrow is may not look tomorrow may come, but it may not look the same way as today looks. So we have to just realize that. And that's that's been one of my biggest um, relearnings during this whole, um, as you say, what you say is not a situation. What is it? That this is a circumstance. A circumstance. Huh? Okay. Come on, relearning. Come on, slave. 
descendant of the child. Yeah, relearning, honey. Yeah, that's a, uh, baby, because a slave will tell you to relearn something. You understand? Know yes. So, what's one thing that you are rocking confidently when April wakes up every day? She say she rocking this confidently. You know, I think I'm as I'm getting older. And, and 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 gaining more wisdom through experiences. I think I'm really rocking my unapologetically me self, you know, understanding who I am, what I deserve, you know, owning my strength to control my own destiny, you know, um, just not settling. You know, I had a tendency in the past to feel like, oh, well, this is, you know, this is good enough or I don't know if I can do that. You know, I, I don't think I have enough experience, you know, to do this or that or, you know, I haven't seen anybody that looks like me do that. That kind of thing, you know, that stinking thinking in in my in my new found walk. I think I'm I'm walking with my shoulders back more and understanding that I I control. I have the power to control my destiny. Obviously walking with God leading, but um you know, it's it's me and it, and only my own stinking thinking can keep me from being my very best self. So that's what I'm rocking unapologetically me. Yes, sis. Yes. And we just walking into this you know, some people like, oh, God. But let me tell you, I think you're rocking your new age well. Some women shy away. I welcomed it because I think I, I, I believe this about anything. If you accept it with uh, open arms, it loves you back with open arms. Mm -hmm. So people like, oh, you know, we're all excited to turn 30. But it's that four zero that just. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I think you're rocking it really well. Thank you. you know, yes. I'll be 42 in December. And uh, my knees and back is starting to buckle. But I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I got some video that would say otherwise from just from not even a whole year ago. Mm -mm, I don't believe it. Oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> but I, I, I'm accepting it. You know yeah. what I mean? I, yeah. I, you I, you got to accept what you cannot change. That's and right. I, I cannot go back. I but I am looking for the fountain of youth because I believe age is how you fill in your mind. I yeah. have seen some classmates same age as me, but look 10 years older than me. Yes. So baby, I'm I'm searching for the fountain of youth. I'm, yeah. I'm that's the quest. That's yeah. the quest that I'm on, you know. But I think you are just definitely rocking that well. And I mean, I'm here for it. I am Team April. I'm on the team, dog. And you know, I'm going to be here cheering you on because you keep me rolling. Thank you, man. Thank you so much. You know, I love me some you. We bonded over something as simple as a short haircut and never stopped talking since. And cracking up and cutting up and sharing inside stories. And, you know, it's just good to have girlfriends that you can trust to talk to about certain things and you know share experience like real experiences sometimes you share you know superficial experiences about oh I'm gaining weight oh my goodness this is so okay that's cool but when you can really have a conversation about some deep you know personal things um like you and I have shared I, there's something to be said for that and and we haven't been friends for you know 
a whole, uh, you know, 10, 20 years, you know, to be able to share those things. But there's there's divine connections. And I've said before, I really believe in divine connections. And I, I, I just feel like that's what we have here. We bonded over a short haircut and then found so many more things that we have in common. And we as women just in general need to do more of just speaking like that's another thing not related to necessarily coronavirus, but just related to the state of social unrest in our country with the killing of black people because Breonna Taylor, you know, all these black people that are being killed. And we as black people need to come together more and speak, just open your mouth and speak. I mean, I can't tell you how many times I'm walking down the street and a black person won't even open their mouth and say, you know, hello, how are you doing? And, and, that's a problem. Like it just begins with speaking because you will find out that you have so much more in common with somebody. You have so many more shared experiences than you may think just looking at somebody. You can look at somebody and think, mm, well, she thinks she all that. Or, mm, he thinks he's that. You don't know. You don't know. And so I, I thank God for the fact that, again, something as simple as girl, we got the we short hair, don't care. Like that's how our conversation started. And you know, it's just been a snowball effect ever since. So I just thank God for that. And we need more of that, especially, I would say, in the Black community, for sure. Yes, for sure. For sure. And my last question, sis, my last question is, what is your definition of a woman of confluence? Man, a woman of confluence is everything. She is she 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 is she she is everything. I mean, she has the strength to lead. She's a leader. She is um powerful, you know, but she's she's powerful, but it's like there's a meekness in her power. She is not boastful. She is just confident, you know, in the name confluence. You know, it, it speaks to what it is, confidence and influence. You know what I mean? So I, I, it, it's everything. It's, it, she is everything. She is everything. Ah, I love it. Yes. She is everything. Yes. Honey. I wish you all the love, peace, hope, prosperity, everything you need to make it through in your new role for this school year. Thank you, ma'am. I wish the same for you. Back at you, babe. Back at you. Remote, remote, remote. Remote, Lord. I got to get that. Remote. Get that down. I'm telling you, remote makes me emote. Okay, I'm yeah, telling you. For real. But for share real. my. Screen. You see my screen? Are you <laughs> Can y'all hear me? Is, Is my mic muted? Can everybody hear me, girl? Oh, 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 bless the Lord. He gonna fix it though. He, 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 he does all things well. So you already know he is going to, this is gonna, he's gonna work this out for our good. Y'all, this was a great interview. Can y'all tell that I was having fun? I just love April. She's just a genuine soul. Thank you so much, sis, for coming on and sharing your words of wisdom and your knowledge on how to navigate this process. Again, I say it every week and I'm going to say it again. 
people that are listening that are educating their children at home or trying to navigate the murky waters themselves at the workplace, your community is here. You are not in this alone. Lean out, reach out, speak up. Do not suffer in silence. This is new for everybody. As you can see, we've been educators for years and we are still learning. The learning curve is vast, I must admit. But just click the link, sis. Just click the link. And if you just mess up, go back. Hit back. Listen, I mean, what all can go wrong? If it's not taking money out your checking account and you're not signing your life away, all you got to do is click back. But we will get through this. It's just learning how to be patient and flexible. Listen, all of my sayings has caused me to start a virtual teacher line. You have to check it out. I got some cool designs. Please mute your mic. <laughs> Can you see my screen? You got to check out the new t-shirt designs. I mean, things are coming out of this pandemic because I am striving for great. I got to find out ways to make money in my sleep. Thank you again, April, for coming on to the show. Well, that's it for me this week. I am off to design some more virtual reality t-shirts. You got to check them out, guys. They are so cute and hot, especially the green and leopard. Anyway, be blessed and a blessing to others. Smooches, confluencers, see you next week.